You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity CEO John Davids talks with Todd Winehouse, Director of Digital Marketing at Nico Sports. Todd, welcome to the show. Tell me about Nico Sports. So we are a memorabilia company. What we do that's different from the rest of the industry is we sell exclusive limited edition memorabilia that commemorates, celebrates sports' biggest moments. For instance, Super Bowl or just the CFP that just happened, National Championship. We have a football that's fully licensed, limited edition of 5,000. That's better than any other inflatable on the market. And that's uh, fully licensed from the NCAA, the Georgia, University of Georgia. Top of that, we also have, you know, we layer that with autograph opportunities, NIL deals, and something that somebody you can, you know, last a lifetime. We sell memories of sports' greatest moments. So you've been there for a couple of years. Let's start off with one big insight that you've had that's worked to drive growth at this brand. Absolutely. List building and segmenting lists or collecting as much customer data as possible has been a really big growth tool for me. Previously, there really was no strategy or roadmap in place. So coming in here and being able to quickly and efficiently segment and build lists that are relative to the audience that we are targeting. Like I said, we don't want to send somebody from Alabama an email or a text message that is from meant for Georgia people. So really tailoring our list and segmenting our list and new data that we bring on, making sure it's in the right place. So it's put out to the customer and the, the audience and the fan at the right, right time and making sure it's the right, right piece of merchandise. Yeah. So personalization, I can see that would be a really big thing because people want to see their team and not another team. And the difference in conversion between sending someone a sports memorabilia item that means a lot to them versus something that means nothing to them is the difference between sale or not a sale. So it's super important. How are you actually doing that? Can you get into the detail, whether it's software that you're using or certain types of spreadsheets? How are you modeling this all out? Absolutely. So I implemented Clavio, which I find to be one of the best uh, tools on the market for quickly bringing in data, past customer data, and segmenting lists based on a number of different past purchasing history, view products, all kinds of different information Clavio could do very quickly and build out those lists and put those into different funnels and flows. So that's one piece of technology that I, I highly recommend, having used the MailChimps and other ESPs that don't have the sophistication and the convenience and use that Clavio has. So that's been a huge piece growing or doubling our rev- our email marketing revenue from 10% of total revenue to 20% of revenue in the wow. past uh, 24 months. Yeah, I've I've heard great things about Clavio and how it's I mean it seems to me like they're kind of the market leader on the email side because you've used a bunch of others. Can you give me what's sort of the biggest difference that you've seen in that software versus some others you've used? Absolutely. It's it's the simple you know, user experience. It's being able to quickly create lists based off customer properties, actions that customers previously taken or currently taking 
like getting new leads, let's say like viewed product. If I have somebody who I know has viewed a Georgia product two or three times, or even started checkout once, but haven't completed the purchase, I can have funnels and flows set up to automatically retarget those customers through email or SMS. Also, I can integrate that with Facebook and send do retargeting ads that way. So that's one big factor. That's a big difference between other ESPs that I've used before compared to what Clavio can provide. Also, the browse abandonment part is a big, you know, like I, I talked about V product, but browse abandonment's a big thing that I'm not sure many other ESPs have the ability or have implemented that, where that's really uh, higher up in the funnel. They haven't taken action of add the card or start a checkout yet, but they've showed interest in a specific product. Browse abandonment. I've actually never even heard that term. I've heard card abandonment, but browse abandonment is when they're window shopping online and they just leave. Exactly. So we're able to capture that information, put them into a list, and slowly start targeting them with relevant messages. That's amazing. And they don't need to self-identify. That's based on IP or cookies or some other form of, of ID, right? Exactly. As long as they have signed up through one of our forms or we've had them in our, in our database previously, we have that information. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. We do use a third-party tool called Ad Shopper, which identifies people who are unidentified to us and is able to target them kind of the same way but that we're, we're not privileged to that information unless they actually make a purchase. That's so cool. Can you give an example, maybe a recent example of an email that went out that did really well, You know, had good copy, had good targeting, just so people can kind of contextualize it? Yeah, absolutely. So last year at Georgia, as soon as Georgia won, we were, we're, ready, to launch, we're ready to go to market and with our exclusive football, limited edition of 5,000, following boss. Last year's email was sent to roughly probably 12,000 people. This year was about 18 to 20. And last year's, let's say, did about 25,000 revenue. This year's did, just on the email side, did over 77,000 wow. revenue. But we layered SMS on top of that, which is something new that we've, we've been collecting phone numbers the past eight to nine months. And our SMS had a our open rate, I'm looking at it right now, was our click rate on that was 33.2%. Wow. An additional $9,035 in revenue and 45 sales. And that was only on 500 phone numbers. Wow. There's no other business where you can turn emails and phone numbers into cash like, like e-commerce when, yeah. when you know how to do it. And that was within probably 12 hours or less. Yeah. So close to almost 100,000. Amazing. Okay. That's so cool. I know you got one more. Another big thing you've done since joining Nico Sports. Yeah. So our social media manager and team, we put when I came in to Nico two and a half years ago, influencer marketing and building partnerships was a huge part of it. And last year, our return on investment through our partners and influencers. It's crazy. I just did the numbers on it. It's about 1,500%. So, 
Yeah. How are you even measuring that? How are you attributing those sales? All right. So we have every partner that we work with gets their own um, own link. And so we can obviously count how many sales that they're acquiring directly to each influencer. So that's how we're able to track it. And they can also track it themselves too. But we trade, you know, we trade value. We try to just like what you're trying to do with influencers is leverage their audience for yours. But we try to take it a step further. And since it's sports, they're super, you know, we tried to partner with, they have crazy fans that are really loyal. And if we can hook up with the right writer, which we have, and the right message board, which is, that's what I used to use in 2003 message boards. I thought they kind of went away, but now they're still kicking. They're big. And, yeah. And if we can get in the right message board for them, things can really pop off. And we spent about $10,000 total in the past 12 months and have returned over, I think it's 170,000 spending $10,000 total. So most wow. of just we're never trading. We're giving them football. So some, some have goals to hit like, okay, if you sell five, you get a free football. If they have a really big engaged audience, we'll give them some up front and an autograph. We'll get you an autograph ball too on top of that. And that's amazing. How, how many, can you give us just a sense of numbers? How many influencers are you working with? For Georgia specifically, we're working with about 10. Um, okay. So we're hitting a lot of singles and doubles. And that's kind of the goal is to hit as many singles, doubles. Hopefully we get a triple. Maybe we get a home run out of that. So out of that, we did get a, I would say last year we got a home run. This year we got a couple triples, a few doubles, and probably about more singles than anything. But all that adds up to big ROI. Absolutely. I mean, 1,500% is a big number. And have you thought about... So you've got the influencer affiliate stuff going on. And mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not even affiliate for money. It's affiliate for merchandise, which is even right. better. Have you thought about doing sort of the mega influencer trying to go big? Or, is, or do you want to really stick with the micros? In my calculation, I just don't like doing one-offs. I'm not sure... Obviously, we've talked to a lot of different athletes who have huge followings. You know, they want big money, five, ten thousand dollars for one post. I really think that's just too too big a risk right now that I'm willing to take, given the budget and the growth we've seen working with micro influencers, people with have really loyal fans and really trust their opinion. So that's my philosophy right now. I I, I wouldn't rule it out in the future, but I think doing it the way that we have been doing it has been successful and doing a one-off, you know, two off, depending on your budget size. And you just don't know what the return is going to be. It's kind of a big risk to putting all your money in one basket. Absolutely. Well, it's been working for you. So yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. That's awesome. Well, Todd, thank you so much for joining today. This was uh, e-commerce gold. People are going to learn a lot and uh, really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me and glad I was able to connect. Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.